0: Jesus name amen. Hey, my name is amen. Jason Byler. Praise the Lord. I'm the pastor of Life Change Church. Thank you so much for checking out. Well, God is uh, good, isn't he? Yes. I believe that if you'll Let listen say, uh, them, uh, you listen to them, you'll be blessed. Boom. Mark 4 tells us that the word of God Let me say Merry Christmas. Uh, planted down inside of our hearts. What a uh, wonderful time of the year. Rich, beautiful. Um, I'm so thankful in our lives. This uh, is for this desire, this uh, season. Do. Uh, So as you listen to the Word, Uh, we're from the calendar, it just draws our focus uh, into our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. I'm very excited about uh, the opportunity that we have uh, next week to celebrate Him and to proclaim Him uh, through the the youth and children and adults, uh, through Life Change Church, uh, putting on uh, this production of the star. Uh, Everybody's put a ton of work uh, into it. Um, it's going to be great, uh, it's, it's going to, it's going to be great, and I, you just know, right, if you've, if you've been part of a church for a while, and you've seen these things take place, especially when you've got kids involved, that there are going to be special moments. We don't, we don't know what they're going to look like. You can't even plan them, they just, they just happen, and, and, uh, and it just makes it wonderful, uh. And, uh, and, and we're looking forward to those. Um, and, and, then, and then we're going to proclaim Jesus uh, in this time. So let me encourage you to uh, invite all that you can uh, to come. People will come to this. They'll hear Jesus uh, and, uh, and, and maybe connect with the church. And we believe that uh, connection with the church, connection with Jesus uh, is, is what we need, right? It's life-changing. That's what we want to see take place. We want to see lives changed and transformed. I want to, uh, this morning, start a Christmas series uh, called Christmas Blessings. And, um, you know, when when you start getting into this, there are all kinds of of directions that you could go, blessings that the Lord would want to just pour out upon our lives, that he does uh, pour out uh, upon our lives. Uh, The the direction that I'm going to go this morning, I just really feel like is from the Lord. Um, and, and some of the other things that have happened uh, in the service already today uh, just kind of confirmed that to me. So, so I don't know why God wants to say this to us, but I believe that He really wants uh, to speak this uh, to us. So, I, so I, I pray that your hearts would be open uh, to receive. Uh, how many of you know that when you, that when you genuinely come to the Holy Spirit with your heart open and the Word of the Lord open, uh, that, that He'll move and work in your life uh, to uh, To sow within you and speak to you uh, what what it is that uh, you need so so it seems to me uh, like the Lord is doing something uh, this morning and wants to say something to us I, I really don 't talk to a lot of people about what i 'm going to preach uh, i haven't i haven 't spoken to joy uh, about this i haven 't spoken to Kristen uh, about this uh, they just they just kind of lined up with it uh, fell in fell into it. The, the Holy Spirit's got us all uh, lined up and connected and, and working through us. Uh, so, so let's just be open to what he would uh, say to us uh, this morning. I, I do want to go into the Christmas story. So, so again, I know these are familiar stories and passages to you, but just open up your heart and, and, uh, and, and be amazed, fresh and new, at the Holy Spirit's ability to speak to you what you need from old, familiar passages of Scripture, so so let's start out in Matthew uh, chapter one. We'll start at verse eighteen. Christmas blessings, and we're gonna we're gonna run into uh, to one of the great blessings of uh, of Christmas. Matthew one, starting at verse eighteen. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. Jesus the Christ. Uh, the Messiah. Uh, this is this is going to give us Matthew's uh, in, uh, account of the birth uh, of our Savior. Actually, you know what? I just changed my mind, Scott. I'm sorry. Let's go to Luke first. Let's go to Luke. Luke chapter one. We'll go twenty six, starting at starting at verse twenty six. Uh, Scott's awesome. Um, y'all got to pray for him. You know. If you you know you know. In the in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth. Man, it's just even hard to just get through these without. Thank you, Jesus. Such powerful passages of scripture. This is a, this is a life changing, uh, history changing, world changing uh, uh, event that we celebrate and that we are remembering here today. God and and to, and to to get this message to uh Elizabeth and to and to Mary uh, and and God sends the angel Gabriel. You know who we who we first encounter all the way in the book of Daniel. Here he is again. This wonderful messenger. He he sends him uh in the 6th month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. You remember she's pregnant here with John the Baptist. A miracle pregnancy from the Lord. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. I know you know this, but just listen to it again, fresh and new. Let it speak to you. Uh, The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. You know, probably because it's the first time that she's ever spoken with Gabriel. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. There again, you know, this declaration of favor. Uh, And you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. Let me read that again. Sorry, Scott. You will get. You will. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are. And you are to call him uh, Jesus. So, so Gabriel, speaking, rem- rem- remember, sent from God, uh, speaks and says to to Mary, not only are you going to conceive and give birth to a son, but she tells Mary his name. I mean, I mean, Gabriel tells Mary his name. Gabriel says, not only are you to do this, but you're to give him this name, the name of Jesus. You're going to give birth to a son, and you're to call him Jesus. You just can't name him whatever you want to name him. God sent me with a message to tell you about this son, and God's also named his son, right? Because, you know, God the Father should be able to name his son, and he does, and he calls his name Jesus. Okay, Scott, 31. No, no, 32. He will be great and will be called the Son of God of the most high the lord god will give him the throne of his father david and he will reign over jacob's descendants forever he's going to reign and he's going to reign forever and and you know just as if we didn't understand forever he says his kingdom will never end he's going to be king king forever king of a kingdom a king of a kingdom that will never end So now Mary asks this question, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? Because you know she understands how things work. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. This is so incredibly important right here. This, this, is, this has got to take place. She's got to be a virgin. The conception has to be through the Holy Spirit so that this can be true, so that the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God of God Even Elizabeth your relative is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be barren or unable to conceive is in her sixth month For no word from God will ever fail for with God all things are possible Verse 38 I am the Lord's servant Mary answered May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So so there is the announcement of Jesus. There is the naming of Jesus. There is the declaration of the kingdom that will never end, the throne that he will sit upon, and that he truly is the Son of God. And then how this will be is that with God all things are possible. And then we have Mary saying yes to this. Saying yes, yes to to the plans and purposes that you, Lord, have for me, recognizing that this is going to shift and shake up her life a little bit, right? I mean, this is going to be a difficult thing for Joseph to understand. He's so going to go and say, hey, hey, Joseph, I know we're pledged to be married, and, and I'm telling you that I've, I'm pregnant, but I've not been unfaithful. This is from the Holy Spirit. And Joseph's going to say, okay, yeah, right. Sure. So back in Matthew chapter 1, we kind of get... Uh, Joseph's reaction to to this. Matthew 1 verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, uh, important, before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. So she is, we, we know, we just, we know the story, pregnant through the Holy Spirit, found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit, but, but we can understand how that would be challenging, difficult for Joseph to understand, right? Because Joseph, her husband, was uh, faithful to the law and, and, and a righteous man, uh, yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. He's, he's just a really good guy. And he, and he loves the Lord. You know, I mean, God's just not selecting anybody here, you know, uh, to, uh, uh, to, to raise his only begotten son. Uh, he's, he's laid hold of Mary and Joseph, you know, for a reason. But, but even though Joseph is this wonderful guy, this is challenging. This is difficult. This is hard to understand. He, he's having a hard time with this. And so, so verse 20. Uh, An angel appears. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. This is God's doing. The Lord is moving. What Mary has said to you is uh, true. And she will give birth to a son. So here... Here the angel now is telling Joseph what he has told Mary, you know, possibly Gabriel, we don't know. But, but bringing the same message, whoever it is, giving, her, giving Joseph this truth, Mary, your wife's going to give birth to a son, and now he brings in Joseph's part of this, and he says, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He says, "Joseph, you're going to have a son." He's already said this to Mary, right? But now he's saying it to Dad as well. You're going to have a son, and you just can't name him whatever you want to name him, right? He he just can't be Joseph Junior. or David the four hundredth. You know, he he just can't he can't be that, right? He's he's got to have the name Jesus. He says he says you're going to have a son. He's the son of God conceived by the Holy Spirit, and you're to name him, and his name is to be Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. Because he is to be our Savior, his name is to be Jesus. So we see this in the Christmas story, this incredible focus on the naming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the prophet, which, which, uh, which all this is taking place, which God has already uh, prophesied long ago would take place. Matthew recognizes this, points it out for us. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, He did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. He believes what the angel has said. He knows that what is is going on in Mary's life is from the Holy Spirit. And so he goes ahead and he takes her home as his wife. And then it says this, But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name... Jesus, that name that had been spoken to be given to Mary, that name that is also spoken to given to Joseph, is the name that when Jesus was born, Joseph, his earthly father, the name that he gave him, the name of Jesus. So this morning, I want us to take some time and, and I want to talk to you about the wonderful name of Jesus, about the beautiful name of of Jesus, about the powerful name of Jesus, about the life-changing name of Jesus, about the name that is the only name by which we are saved, the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In this Christmas season, I'd like for us to recognize that the name of Jesus is a Christmas blessing. It is a blessing that has changed and transformed our lives, has changed and transformed the world, has changed and transformed history, has changed lives, is changing lives, and will change lives. The wonderful, powerful, glorious, holy, beautiful name of Jesus. There's just something in a name, isn't there? I don't know, we need a revelation of it. I'm not sure that I can completely explain it, but there truly is power in the name of Jesus. Wonder working power in his name. In his name, demons flee. In His name, lay men are healed. In His name, salvation comes. In His name, lives are changed. There is a blessing that need be remembered and rejoiced about in the Christmas season. And it is the coming of the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I don't know why God wants to say this to us. Maybe we just need to hear it. We just need to be reminded of the power of the name of Jesus, of the wonder of the name of Jesus, of the beauty of the name of Jesus, that it is when we call on the name of Jesus that we are saved. So let me remind you of a a few things about the the name of Jesus. Uh, First of all, you you remember, because I've just said it several times, that there is power in the name of Jesus. It uh I guess it would take a, a good bit of time if we were to turn to all of these, so just let me remind you of some of them. You remember Acts chapter 3 where Peter and John go up to the temple, the gate called beautiful to pray, and there is the 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 man crippled from birth who who is there begging and and he looks to Peter and John, and ask them for money, and, and Peter and John uh, reply in this powerful, uh, powerful way. Uh, they say, we don't have money, and by the way, money's not what you need. But what I have, I give you, and, the, and he says this, Peter says this, he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And it is in the powerful name of Jesus that this man who no one could help, who no one had ever been able to change, who no one could heal, rises up and walks. It is the name that does what cannot be done, that does the impossible. And Peter, proclaiming the powerful name of Jesus, sees a miracle take place in this man's life. And then later, when asked about how he had healed it, he, how he healed him, he said, well, wait a minute. I didn't do anything. It's the name of Jesus. It is Jesus who has saved him. It's Jesus who has healed him. It's Jesus who has changed and transformed him. It is Jesus that he needed and Jesus that he received. Interesting that, interesting that it wasn't money that he needed. That it was Jesus. That the gift that he need be given was not the silver and gold that he asked for, but it was our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. One of the wonderful blessings at Christmas is that, is that because of Christmas, we now have received what we actually need. We now have received what will actually sustain us what will actually save us, what will actually heal us, what will actually provide for us, what will actually change and transform us, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's power in the name of Jesus. There is there is a victory in the name of Jesus. You remember um, in in a... 1 Samuel 17 verse 45 where David is coming against this giant Goliath that everyone is, is terrified of and David comes against him and, and, and Goliath is massive and, and uh, well armed and, and has beautiful strong armor on that protects him. And, and David comes against him with none of that. He doesn't, even, he doesn't even really come against him with a slingshot. He doesn't say, I come against you with my slingshot and five smooth stones that I am skilled in wielding and throwing that I've worked all of my life on. You don't have a chance, baby, because I got my slingshot. That, that's not where his victory is. You remember? David comes against him in what? The name of the Lord. He says, he says to the Philistine, "You come against me with sword and spear and javelin? So what? Bring it on!" Well, well, what do you have? I have the name of the Lord God Almighty. That at his name you will be defeated. He says, He says, But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Now, Now, let me ask you: who wins this fight? Who stands in victory? Whose head is cut off? It is not David's. The enemy is defeated. In the name of the Lord. You see, this Christmas blessing is the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in His name, we have the victory. I know Joy already preached it. She's getting ahead of me again. No. In His name, we have the victory over every enemy, over sin, over fear, and even over death. There is victory in the name of Jesus. You can run to other things to look for victory. I mean, you can grab a sword and a spear and a javelin if you would like. You can purchase a gun or some other kind of a weapon. You could hire security to walk around you. I don't know what you might do. You know, you could hire Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, to defend you if you need to. You know, but I think I would just rather be armed and equipped with the victory that is found in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's victory in the name of Jesus. You know, I saw Dwayne Johnson the other day. I saw him at Applebee's. I walked in, and he was standing right there. I was amazed. There was a cardboard cutout of him. He's a really big guy. And I thought to myself, you know what? I can take this cardboard cutout. I can. That, that guy's so tough, I lost that fight. His cardboard cutout beat me up. But I'm just kidding. I did see him there, but I, didn't, I decided not to fight him. But there's victory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There is authority in the name of Jesus. There's an authority given to us in the name of Jesus. Not sure that I totally grasp it or 100% understand it. Let me remind you of these verses in Matthew 18, 18 through 20. Did I give you those, Scott? I can't remember half the time. What I... This is Jesus speaking. He says, truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You see the authority here? That he, is, that he has given to us, that whatever we bind will be bound, and whatever we loose will be loosed. And then he says this. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. There is authority in the name of Jesus, and this is why uh, we pray in the name of Jesus, that we come and we bring our petitions and our needs and our requests and we cry out to God in prayer in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For where there are two or three gathered in his name, there he is with us, hearing us and answering our prayers, answering our requests. There is, there is authority in the name of Jesus and we, we minister in the name of of Jesus and we pray in the name of Jesus and we we stand against the enemy in the name of Jesus we come in the name of Jesus and that's kind of the understanding of authority right there you know when I when I tell my some every now and then I'll tell one of my kids to go tell one of my other kids something that I want them to do and I tell them you say that I said so and if they'll go, they'll go and say something like, hey, do this. And I'll, and I'll call them out. I'll say, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. Nope. Not what I said. I didn't say go tell them to do this. I said, you go tell them that Dad said to do this. Because I have authority. And when I say something to them and they go say it, if they say it in my name, they carry my authority. And they say to them, Dad said go do this. Now... Now, now, if Jude says, hey, Elizabeth, go do this, and she doesn't do it, no big deal, because just Jude said it. There's not a lot of power and authority in Jude's name right now. Will be someday when he marries and has his children. You ever tell your kids that? Yeah. Someday when you're married and you have kids, do whatever you want. But this is my house, and these are my rules, and you're going to do what I say. You understand me? You little rugrats. Now go do what I tell you to do. Yes, that's a uh, probably not good parenting advice. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't call your kids' name. I may or may not do that. I'll, I'll never confess. But when, but, but if I tell Jude, Jude, Dad says you go tell Elizabeth that Dad says to do this, and he says Elizabeth, Dad said to do this. Now if she doesn't do it. Now she's in trouble because he said what I told him to say that I said. Because there's authority in the name. See, so we operate in authority when we are operating in the name of our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. This is what this is what Gabriel actually says to Zachariah, right? When, when when he doesn't believe what Gabriel's saying, he says, I stand in the presence of God. I'm not come on my own. I've come to tell you what God has said. God says this to you to do this. So we say, when we say when, when the enemy comes against us, we stand against the enemy in the name of our Savior Jesus. In his name. And we rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, because there's not much in the name of Jason, but there is power in the name of Jesus. So I've never rebuked the enemy. In Jason's name, you hush. No sirree, I wouldn't dare. But in the name of Jesus, I will tell the enemy to shut his mouth. And in the name of Jesus, because of the authority of the name of Jesus, he will shut his mouth. There is authority and power and victory in the name of Jesus. Now we know that, we know that, uh, that there are Scripture after Scripture after Scripture after Scripture that talk about the names of the Lord. And so because I'm already, you know, long-winded, I'm not going to go through all of the names of God and and maybe, maybe good someday to do. But I do want to remind you of, uh, of Proverbs 1810 and 11 that, uh, that gives us this important instruction. It says this to us: "The name of the Lord is a fortified tower or a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe." The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. The name of the Lord is is our strong tower and we, God's people, that is where we run. We run to that tower and we are safe. Now interesting is verse 11. I don't... I don't know why I've not picked up on this before. I just recently noticed this in studying this. I guess I'm just a little bit slow. And I mean, I knew that was true already, but aren't you thankful for God's grace? Amen. Verse 11 connects to 10 and says this to us, the wealth of the rich is their fortified city. They imagine it an unscalable wall or a wall too high to scale. So there is, the, there is for, the, for the world and for the rich this idea, this imagination that wealth, money, riches, gold, that that's what they need. That that's where safety and security and victory are found. They imagine their wealth is this fortified tower, this fortified city, this unscalable wall. And that is where they run. They run to wealth, run to money, run, run to riches. And we all know that riches and wealth are like eagles. They sprout their wings and fly away, spread their wings and fly away if if you've been older if you've lived you know longer than probably 15 you've all, you probably recognized that that money is so uncertain or we should recognize that it's so uncertain that that it's here today and whew, gone tomorrow the wind easily shifts it and blows it away and it, and it doesn't bring <laughs> any kind of protection or security or help and it certainly can do nothing about my sin nothing about death nothing about my eternity you see the you see the the, the world and the and, and those who are not in Christ who are still in darkness they run to things which they imagine to be a secure tower a safe place but they are not And one of the wonderful blessings of Christmas is we have been delivered from that and we run to the name of the Lord who is a strong tower and in Him we are safe. We have somewhere to run. We have someone to run to that can provide for us and sustain us and protect us, and save us, and free us, and transform us, and meet our every need, we run to the name of Jesus, and in His name, there is safety, and protection, and power, and victory. It's not imagined, it is reality. This is a wonderful blessing that is found in Christmas is that we know where to run. And we know who to run to their safety in Jesus. We also, and this has much to do with running to the name of Jesus, but we also trust in the name of Jesus. This is one of the wonderful blessings of the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Is, is His name is worth trusting in. Let's read Psalm 20, uh, verses 7-9. through 9. Psalm 27 through 9, that that are much like Proverbs here, where they tell us where some people trust, and then tell us where we trust, and then show us where the victory is. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but not us. We trust in what? The name of the Lord our God. They are brought down to their knees and fall but we rise up and stand firm. O Lord, give victory to the King. Answer us when we call. In this wonderful Christmas season, one of the great blessings of Christmas is that we have the name of Jesus and His name is trustworthy. We can trust in His name. And if we trust in His name, we will rise up, and stand. We don't have to trust in, in things that are so un- uncertain like chariots and horses. We can trust in the, in the name of the Lord, which is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. We are safe. And when we trust in the name of the Lord, we're not brought to our knees and fall. We're not defeated. We rise up and we stand firm. There's not victory found in chariots and horses. Or in anything else. There's not victory found in in wealth and, and, and finances and, and money. There's not victory found anywhere, but in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And when we trust in Jesus, we're in that strong tower and we are safe. This is the name. The name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We know where to run. In this Christmas season, we know where, and, and you know, that's kind of the interesting thing, right? When you know where to run, you also know where not to run. I know, I know where not to run to because, because those things are so uncertain and so not trustworthy and so easily defeated, right? If you trust in a horse and a chariot, I guess maybe you're okay until your enemy comes along with a bigger horse and a chariot. And then you're not Okay. But when you trust in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you trust in the name that there's not a bigger name than. You trust in the name that there's not a higher name than His name. So let me remind you of what Scripture says about Jesus and about His his name. I'm like sitting here in my mind trying to figure out which one of these I want to do first. I guess we'll go to Revelation first. Revelation 19. I love this. Revelation 19. John. John sees Jesus appear. If you remember here, the the armies of Earth of the Antichrist are are gathered together. Uh, they're they're going to turn and and want to make war on Jesus. <laughs> and the armies of heaven, and and in this. In this battle here, before this battle, John John sees Jesus. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called faithful and true. You see, there's so much. I just want to point out to you here. There's so much about the name here. He's called faithful and true. With justice, he judges and makes war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. So, so is the name of Jesus. That that there's a name written on him that we don't even know. That we can't even know. But he himself. And then it goes on. He is dressed in a robe, dipped in blood, and His name is the Word of God. The name of Jesus is the Word of God. It's a powerful, powerful statement. I want you to remember that that truth, that He is the Word of God. You remember in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God? You remember that it was the Word of God that was spoken, that brought about creation, right? In the beginning there was God. And God spoke. And everything that we know is here. His name is the Word of God. The Word of God is is a sharp, double-edged sword. The Word of God is a rock foundation that we can stand upon. The Word of God goes out from His mouth and, and does not return to Him void but accomplishes what He said it would accomplish. If God speaks, it is done. If God says it, it is so. This is the certainty of the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. His name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following Him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword. sword. Uh, Say that fast seven times. With which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has this name written, King and Lord. Lord. Is that quite right? King of kings and Lord of lords. He's not just king and lord. On his, na- his name on his robe and his thigh is king of kings and Lord of lords. There's no king that is higher than the king He's the king of the kings. There's no Lord that is higher than, his, than, than he. He is Lord of lords. Another passage of scripture that speaks to this is Philippians chapter 2. We start at verse 6. Philippians 2, verse 6 who, speak, this is speaking of Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used. "...to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant." This is the Christmas story. "...being made in human likeness, right? born born, uh, in, in Bethlehem as a baby laid in a manger, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross." Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. I know you saw it, but just let me point it out. Therefore, God exalted him not to a high place. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. There's no higher place. He's exalted to the highest place. And gave him the name that is above every name. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, some knees should bow, every knee shall bow, in heaven and on earth and Under the earth, I don't know where else there may be, there's not, there's heaven, there's earth, there's under the earth, and every knee shall bow in all of these places, and every tongue confess or acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And we could go to Ephesians and and others, but let's that's enough. We see that this name of Jesus is the name that is above every name, that He truly is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, that at His name, high above every name, every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus. Christ is Lord. There there is going to come a day when every eye will behold Him and every knee will bow to Him and every tongue will confess and admit and declare that He is King of kings, that He is Lord of lords to the glory of God the Father. I'm thankful that in this day, In this day, we live in the day that everyone who will can recognize right now. We don't have to wait for the day that everyone's going to do it. We can, in this day where everyone can do it, recognize right now that there is power in the name of Jesus. That there is freedom in the name of Jesus. That there is salvation in the name of Jesus that His name is the name that is above every name, that He is King of kings and Lord of lords. And in this day right now, we can bow our knee and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is not only Lord, but also our Savior. Our Savior and our Lord. We can confess that He is my King that He is my Lord, that He is my Savior. That He is my God. That it is His name that is going to be my new name. That it is His name that I will proclaim. That it is His name that I will live for. That it is His name that I will make known. That He is King and I will proclaim Him. And I will serve Him. And I will live for Him. And because we do it in this day of salvation, we will find salvation in the name of Jesus. And we will find our King in the name of Jesus. I want to remind you that Romans 10 says to us that that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That it doesn't matter who you are, or what you've done, or where you've come from, that we live in the day of salvation. That the wonderful blessing of Christmas is that we live in this time that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That we live in the time where everyone can run to the name of the Lord and it be their strong tower where they find safety and security. That everyone can trust in the name of the Lord and be raised up and stand firm. That it's a time right now that, that we behold our Savior and King and run away from chariots and horses and wealth and all the things that the world finds security, security in and, 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 and hope in that are, that are vain hopes and run to the only name that saves, the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's run to the name of Jesus. Let's call on the name of Jesus. What a wonderful blessing it is to be alive in this day. What a wonderful Christmas blessing it is to be alive in this day and to to hear in this day that you can call on the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and when you call on His name, you will find salvation in Christ. Let me remind you that Acts chapter 4 tells us, verse 12, that there's no other name that you can call on that can save you from sin, that can save you from death. It's Christ and Christ alone. There's no other name under heaven by which we are saved. It is the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. When we call on His name, we find salvation. For this morning, if you have not called on the name of Jesus, if you're here in this room and, and, and you've not made Jesus Savior and Lord, if you're If you're watching online or listening to the podcast and you've not made Jesus Savior and Lord, here is the most precious Christmas blessing is that because Jesus has come and He has gone to the cross and He has risen again, He is Savior, He is Lord, and we live in the time where everyone who calls on His name shall be saved. This Christmas season... Call on the name of Jesus and make Him your Savior, your King, your Lord. Put all of your hope and trust in Him. If that's your desire this morning, then just bow your heads with me. Just where you are online or listening, just just pray with me, just repeat after me. This Christmas season, let's just renew our, our faith and trust in Jesus. Let's call on the name, the only name that saves the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Just pray with me, will you? Just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I believe that salvation is found in Your name and only Your name. So Jesus, I cry out to You. I ask You to save me to forgive me, to heal me. Take all my sins away. Set me free in Jesus' name. Jesus, I open my heart. I ask you to come in to be not only my Savior, but also my Lord. I bend my knee to your Lordship. I confess you as King of kings and Lord of lords, King in my heart, Lord in my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, I know you thought I was done. Let me end with just this addition. It is also a wonderful Christmas blessing. It it is a wonderful Christmas blessing to call on the name of the Lord. It is also a wonderful Christmas blessing to be of those who now get to call others to call on the name of the Lord. So this Christmas season, as the blood-bought, spirit-filled children of the King, let's call out to others And say, hey everybody, we live in a wonderful time where everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how can they call on one they've not believed? And how can they believe in one they've not heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? How can they hear unless we the church, the people of God, call to them and say, call on the name of Jesus Horses and chariots will let you down. Wealth is so uncertain, it will deceive you, lead you astray, and then abandon you in your time of need. Jesus is faithful and true. Call on His name and find salvation and freedom and peace. Let's rise up as bold, anointed people of God and and embrace this wonderful Christmas blessing as God's chosen ambassadors, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Will you do it? Just raise your hand. Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's pray together one more time. Lord, we love you this morning. Uh, We're so thankful for this Christmas season. We're so thankful for you, Jesus that you did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But you loved the Father and you loved us so much that you humbled yourself and you were willing to be born and laid in a manger to become flesh for our salvation. And we exalt you and bless you and give you glory for it. We thank you that you were born, that you grew and lived among us and spoke to us and taught us and showed us how to live. And then you went to the cross and died for us. And in your sacrifice and in your blood, in your death, we find victory. Then you went to that tomb, and on the third day, you rose again. And you live, and because you live, we live. We're grateful for this and we will celebrate You and give You thanks in this Christmas season. And we pray, Lord, as Your anointed, blood-bought children, that You would encourage us and strengthen us and anoint us and give us boldness to gently, lovingly, but powerfully and clearly proclaim the Gospel of Jesus' name in this Christmas season. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. 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 Merry Christmas. God bless you. Shine the light of Christ.